0: Hey everybody! Hello! Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Jenny. And this is In the Nominees Were, where we are watching every movie ever nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Indeed. Yeah. And, uh, and then
1: sometimes we record a podcast about
0: yeah, it. Yeah, every once in a while. Uh, we're back from our uh, tour of uh, China and the Near East. <laughs> 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 uh yeah we've been gone for a while that's
1: true that uh, was uh only semi-intentional we yeah. had to take one week off
0: yeah uh stuff came up yeah you true. know things happen life yep. gets in the way exactly um but we're back yep uh we watched this movie but before we took this hiatus that's true. <laughs> we yes. watched this movie like the day after we recorded uh Wings I, or something like that.
1: I was so excited too. I was like, "Yes, cabaret, get hype!" Yeah. And oh, we're, we're this episode is about cabaret. Yes, uh, this is the um, start
0: of our new series, 1972. Yeah. Beginning with uh, cabaret.
1: Yep. Uh, we watched it a month ago, and I mm-hmm. uh, I was so excited. Except the problem is it was a month ago. Yeah. And um, you know, well now at least I remember it a little bit better than I did. You know, the last time I yeah. saw it, which was when I was probably twenty. Yeah. so
0: we've done this before we recorded the we we recorded a whole new call me by your name episode that's like true three months after we watched the movie uh, just on our memories that's true we
1: did we did remember that movie vividly as it yes. turned out um but
0: this one i have to admit i i enjoyed this movie quite a bit but it has basically faded from my memory <laughs> uh, almost entirely
1: I remember thinking uh, that even if we didn't get around to recording it right away, that I was like, oh, I won't have that much trouble remembering Cabaret, because I saw the stage show Cabaret five times. Yeah. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the thing is, uh, the plots of the movie and the musical, at least the the revival version, which I saw... Mm Um, not even the most recent revival. It was the you know the nineteen nineties, uh, early two thousands revival. Well,
0: I thought cabaret um, was just like running. I I also get it confused with, with Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, because yeah. no, chi- they both were revived like around the same time, right? right? Exactly. And they're both very fossy.
1: Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, Chicago basically I think ran consecutively. I yeah. don't know if they ever broke off, but cabaret ran for a few years and then uh, just came back a couple of years ago. It was like an anniversary of that revival, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so Cabaret, though.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, so...
1: Well, okay. I can't remember when we last talked... Did we talk about why we... Oh, no. Well, it's pretty straightforward why we chose this year. It's because it's the one in the middle.
0: Well, you know, when... Well, we did the 90th, and then we did the first, and then, so I, I thought of doing the one in the middle, but because uh, 90 is a round number, there isn't one in the middle, so we mm-hmm. could have done the 45th or the 46th, mm. and I went with the 45th because... because uh,
1: 45 is half of 90, and so it sounds cleaner.
0: It does, and also this was the year that The Godfather won, and The Godfather, it's, you know, it's a, uh, the seminal motion picture of The Godfather, it's very, it's a landmark in his in uh, cinema history now. Yeah, yeah.
1: apparently. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, we're not talking about the. Godfather. We're not talking about the. You know,
0: we will we, uh, we'll have plenty of time for you to uh, shit on everybody's <laughs> uh, fond memories of this uh, pinnacle achievement of classical Hollywood filmmaking. Right. Uh, in all due time.
1: Exactly. Um, even though this is more the thing that we mention at the end of the episode, usually, mm-hmm. I do want to immediately bring in that factoid that uh, cabaret is the movie that won the most Oscars without winning best Picture.
0: Yeah,, uh, this movie won, I think it was eight
1: something like that. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a thing that we'll get you know right specifically later on in the episode right. Uh, this was an interesting time, I think in uh, the movies and the Oscars, you know. This is 1972, we're just like a couple years removed from, uh, you know, the 1960s, which were a real transitional time for the movie industry in general. Uh, this was when, like, all the studios were going bankrupt and were getting bought up by conglomerates and things like that, and, you know, if you remember, if you, you, know, you look at the the nominees, the Oscar nominees for every year of the 1960s, it's like there's at least one like big bloated musical that no one was going to see. These movies did not make that much money, but like they spent so much money on them that they had to get nominated for all these uh, Oscars,
1: right? So that and, they would feel like it was worth it. Yeah, they were trying to, I guess, very insularly uh, recognize those achievements. Yeah, uh,
0: and. You know, uh, very much like along the, the decade lines, things shifted mm. uh, somewhat dramatically. I mean, there's still the weird bloated movies in the 70s, but they tend to be different kinds of movies, like uh, disaster movies. Right. We're going to watch a couple of of <laughs> weird, long disaster movies starring yeah. uh, uh, warmed-over movie stars from the f- 50s. Right. Um but I think cabaret is interesting in that because, like just five years before this, they were nominating Dr. Doolittle for uh-huh. for best Picture. And this is a, a musical. It's in a long tradition of movie musicals, but it's very much a new Hollywood version of a yeah, musical.
1: I agree with that, yeah. um apparently, well, there are a couple of things. One is that uh, you know this uh, cabaret is based on. It's based on the stage show, but then that was based on yeah. Well, a play, it's it's originally originally like, Chris Ishward's book of short stories. Yeah, and like, oh, is that what you were gonna say?
0: Well, I was gonna do it in reverse order, so it made more sense. But uh, but yeah, basically.
1: but but what I think was interesting was you know like, um, this movie and uh, I guess uh, I am a camera, which was the the movie of the play, mm-hmm. uh, were both like rated X. Just yeah. like Why well, don't they No, no, I think um, Cabaret was I think it hard. got re-rated, but um I don't think uh, um, that's true. I think well, I don't know if it's true. I just know that I read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it, that was what I read was it had it, it got re-rated.
0: It was um, rated X in the UK. Oh, okay. It was later re-rated as 15. Okay. Which is very different from X. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is like it's not like uh, are there even boobs in this movie? I don't. I don't. I don't no, remember. I don't think so. And like, it's just the subject matter. It's all yeah. you know about uh, drinking and sex and abortion and stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, this Gaze. is gays. Yeah, this is a very different uh, subject matter than uh, a lot of uh, big musicals of the time, movie or stage. Really, yeah. I, I feel like this was. I don't know too well, much about the history of you know Broadway theater, but this seems like the first of its kind in engaging with more adult subject matter
1: I I mean I can't speak to that um, Mm. without getting yelled at by everybody that I spent (laughs) my entire 20s hanging out with but like you know before this would have been like hair um, well before uh, the
0: The movie of Cabaret was no, that's that's true. The like Cabaret, the musical is older. Yeah, yeah, it was from like the early sixties.
1: But so, so I don't know the order in which all these things happen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It doesn't really matter because this is the movie. Talking about the movie, yeah, exactly.
0: Which is, uh, by all accounts, quite different from the musical Cabaret, even though they share a lot of. Well, they share one key person, in uh, Bob Fosse, who directed. Uh, the film, and I think he directed the the original stage production. He was definitely the choreographer.
1: Yeah. Um And uh, apparently they didn't want him to direct this movie, but like, uh, you know, when they were making it, but...
0: I think uh, when, you know, Bob Fosse had directed... Well, okay, so Bob Fosse started out as a dancer as like a teenager in the like 40s and 50s. Uh... Quickly became a choreographer and started directing shows, I think, in the 60s. And he made his first film in 1968 or 9 with Sweet Charity, right. which I haven't seen, but by all accounts, it feels much more like a standard Hollywood musical of the time. And I think the producers of this movie didn't want a standard Hollywood musical of the time. And so they—they they, that's what they were expecting of Bob Fosse because he'd only made one other movie. And of course, uh, you know, looking at his career now, it's clear that he was never interested in doing that. Right. Uh,
1: but but yeah, but apparently he got hired f- for the way that he would direct the musical numbers in this movie, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and that's one of the things that makes the movie different from the stage show is that... Uh, the movie has only diegetic music in it, yeah. basically. Yeah. And Whereas, you know, the musical has a lot of those numbers at the cabaret on the stage and stuff like that that are, you know, the social commentary numbers and stuff like that. But it also has a lot of regular songs that people just sing in rooms to express their feelings, and the yeah. movie doesn't have any of them. They're all cut out.
0: Yeah, I find that really interesting uh, one of the things that I read or saw about this like suggested that when they were making the uh, the original stage musical that the they the uh, like the you know songwriters and producers kind of wanted to get away from the use of like uh, these numbers where people sing how they how they feel and all that stuff they wanted to sort of like get away from the standard way of making musicals and stuff, and that they were included as sort of a concession to how theater seemed to need it to be at the time. That's fair. Um, I don't know if that's true.
1: It's possible. There's a really... Most of the songs that I remember from the show mm-hmm. that are sung outside of the club are by uh, the characters in the B-plot who... Mm-hmm. Um, who who are not in the movie. Um,
0: yeah, um but... uh, so like both both versions they have like a B plot like about, a, about, about like B plot romance, but right. uh, the movie subs in two other characters from Christopher Isherwood's book. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In the in the stage play, it's um ah, I forgot her name, but um I think it's uh Fr-Farlene Schneider or something mm-hmm. like that. She's the lady who runs yeah. the the boarding house. Uh, she has a romance with um, like a Jewish grocer and stuff like that, and um, and that whole subplot is basically subbed out for the the Fritz and Natalia one that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. So they have like similar themes, even though uh, the actual what's happening in them is different. Um, but but yeah, but they have songs, you know, furthering their romance and their plot and stuff like that. Uh, but they they're never in the club. They are not in the the Kit Kat Club ever in the show. So mm-hmm. they would have no opportunity to sing songs that yeah. would advance their plot if they didn't do them just in the regular standard
0: musical mm-hmm. way. And um, I'm pretty sure some of the some of those songs that were cut out of the movie appear as like records that the yeah. characters listen to. Yeah, which I didn't uh, even pick up on. Yeah. Uh,
1: because honestly. Those songs are not the most memorable ones in in the show. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, uh yeah, which helps. Yeah, like they're nice. They're nice songs, Brent. But, um, but, yeah, they're not the most memorable ones. The ones that that rattle around in my head are the ones that they sing in the club, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and some of those were actually got put into the show a- after being in the movie. Like Money was not in the original version of the play yeah
0: i yeah i remember hearing that
1: um even though i like i don't know this because i have no idea growing up as um not growing up as a theater nerd but growing up into a theater nerd in high school Mm -hmm. um i have no idea what the cultural conception of the musical cabaret is
0: I mean, I have even less than you. I, you know, I was, I I did uh, musicals in high school. I was in all of them. I had uh, big roles because I'm very good. Um, but I never really uh, cared.
1: <laughs>
0: I, everyone, I liked acting and that was the only way I could act was to be in musicals on stage. Uh, but I don't really like uh, musicals or stage acting. <laughs>
1: So you really, uh, you're really out of luck there, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, being in stage musicals is what you know I is how I learned that I don't really care for stage acting. I like that's fair. Uh, I like acting in movies. Uh, they're very they're very different.
1: You know, having, uh, having very small amounts of mm-hmm. experience with either. Um, because I also I did I did drama I did a little bit of of stage very little because they didn't run the drama club uh, the for all four years that I was in high school, but um, uh you know I liked it I liked being on on stage and stuff mm-hmm. but, uh, just recently I was in a movie for the first time <laughs> as and, was I yeah. well I
0: wasn't for the first time
1: but. yeah right you have been in movies before. Yeah. Uh, But I was in a movie for the first time, and the whole time I was like, where do I put my eyes? And, like, (laughs) you don't have to worry about that when you're on a stage. Yeah, You look at the other people on the stage because, like, everybody else is in the crowd, and they can't see what you're looking at anyway, and it doesn't matter.
0: Well, the the thing that I always thought was weird about stage acting... Well, I remember once in my my senior year, I uh, had the role of Bud Frump in How to Succeed in Business without really trying. It's sort of the uh the the villain is the villainish role except you know he's sort of ineffective in everything that he does uh but <laughs> uh but he hates the main character and that's the the main thing and i was doing it and i thought i was acting you know pretty well i was uh saying lines with feeling i was be- i thought i was being the character and like uh one of the directors took me aside and I was like you're not like doing anything <laughs> And, uh, and, you, and you learned
1: you had to be bigger because you were on yeah, stage? Yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah.
0: had been bigger. Uh, but, like, this was the first time I had, like, a whole part that where I was, like, trying to feel stuff. Like, the year before, I was in da- I was Daddy Warbucks and Annie. And, like, that's a bigger part. But, like, you don't really have to act, like, much. You're just sort of, like, <laughs> loud and angry sometimes. And that's about it. Okay. It's not a very technical <laughs> role. But, yeah, like, I was I was acting real hard. But, like, I wasn't acting to the back of the room and i don't i don't like doing that (laughs) i find it strange that's fair uh i because you don't act like a human being right uh whereas you know i grew up watching movies and not plays and in movies people tend to generally act like human beings
1: that's true uh,
0: so it's (laughs) for the most part yeah so it was it was very alien to me uh this is quite the digression that's
1: okay um I don't know. Well, I guess what I was originally. What my original point was, was just to the effect of uh, Bob Fosse got this job for directing the musical numbers in Cabaret, and mm. they look pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, uh, trying to uh, launch off this uh, digression since I made it and all. Sure. Uh, I do. I, I like this movie because it doesn't feel like a musical i mean like by a lot of people's uh definitions of what is and is not yeah, a musical not this be. is not a musical yeah I even though you... <laughs> there are like seven or eight songs in it
1: you said that to me right after we were done watching it and i was so angry <laughs> and i was like "Well, you're right but i hate you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know so so often like it's uh I feel like it's almost become like a like a little mini meme yeah. uh, like what is and isn't a musical as you know, you have to have songs where people sing how they feel and no one does that in this movie. No, but there, well, there are songs that relate to the emotions of the characters, but they're not sung by those characters. That's true. And they're but, they're oblique. It's not even like uh the Master of Ceremonies is singing these songs like explicitly about what's going on in the uh in the I story, mean, which I a little bit thought was is. going to be but the but like the subject matter is. No, song they're not, is not literal like, yeah. yeah
1: um it's sort of like they wrote uh, even though these are not pop songs but mm. uh, but not in the the uh, what most people would consider pop songs I mm-hmm. mean obviously they're literally pop songs because yeah. almost all songs are literally pop songs but anyway that's just my technical opinion <laughs> as somebody with no training um my point is it's like somebody wrote pop songs about like shit they felt but was like oh but don't mention anything about what actually happened to me in it you know <laughs> like um like uh two ladies is a good example mm-hmm. you know like there's no literal plot in this movie where yeah where there's two ladies and he's the only man here uh, but it's still talking about, you know, the relationship between, uh, Max and Sally yeah. and, uh, Brian? What is his name in the movie? I always call him Cliff. His um, name is Cliff in the musical.
0: The, the, the Le- Michael York? Yeah. Um, what is his name? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's Brian. Uh, yeah, sure. Probably. Yeah. Brian like- Roberts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that and that that song is i think probably the most literal out of any of the songs uh, very uh, more often they're just sort of like about like the mood of whatever's happening in the in the show at the time that's whereas tr- that one's well, explicitly about a it's like a three-way re- relationship
1: that's true well c- but right before that comes money Mm-hmm. And, like, which, uh, they sing money as soon as Max comes into the movie. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. it's... But that's,
0: but yeah, that's, like, not a, I don't know, it's not a plot thing. That's true.
1: What I was gonna say was that I feel like the closest that the movie comes to one of these scenes where a character just sings their feelings is there's mm-hmm. the scene where, uh, Sally sings Maybe This Time. Yeah. Uh, after she and Brian, like, get together. Um, and, you know, maybe this time is, like, a, just a... A nice, uh, s- bittersweet ballad about, like, how she sucks at relationships and, like, maybe this time I'll and, win.
0: And but, and that's the but, one that wasn't written for this show.
1: Right. It was not written for that the show. That was just
0: a candor uh, a and Ebb, like, trunk song that, like, yep. they had to, like, show off their prowess. And Liza Minnelli just liked it a lot and yep. she wanted to sing it in the movie.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> in the movie, and it, like, it fits the character... And in the movie, she sings it at the club, but to an empty room. Mm -hmm. So it's not part of the show. She's not like... Uh, well, you know, I, performing it I mean
0: I I just thought that was like she's performing it like at the end of the night when most people have gone home I but guess there's that's still a possible show.
1: yeah there is somebody who's like, like sweeping there's like
0: two or three people yeah. there
1: and I guess it, oh there were a couple I didn't see anybody in the crowd I guess yeah, that makes sense know. if it's the end of the night and there are a couple of people just hanging out I thought it was the middle of the day like they hadn't opened yet for the night <laughs> you know I don't know like,
0: uh, it's ambiguous, I suppose. Yeah. I feel like we should, like, get, just get into the vague plot of, yeah. uh, this movie since we've been talking about it for right. a while.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this movie is about Brian, who's not Cliff, um, mm-hmm. and he is Michael York, and he's the Chris Isherwood stan- stand-in, basically. Yeah,
0: he is, uh, like, a British, uh, like, upper-class guy, or, like, a middle-class yeah. guy. Yeah, been yeah, to all think, the big, yeah. Is like, an Oxford graduate or whatever, right. and he... Comes to Germany for no real reason, I think, just to just, hang out. Yeah, uh, and he gets a job as a, yeah, he's
1: going to teach English she, yeah. to people. Yeah, to pay his rent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately, in this, um, when he goes to like the first boarding house he finds in the papers, he meets Sally Bowles. <laughs> yeah, uh, a brash American.
1: Yep, she uh, wants to be a movie star. Yeah,
0: a uh, real manic pixie dream girl kind. <laughs> That's
1: <of> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, what you would call a force of nature. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: she
1: is, uh, she's a highly delusional character, mm-hmm. is the thing. Um, she's, uh, yeah, she wants to be famous. She wants to be rich. Her. Um, her dad is apparently a diplomat or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's possible
0: um, that he isn't.
1: I think that it is possible, but I get the impression that it's more like he is but um but she talks about like oh well we have buddy ha- we have this great relationship and this and that and mm-hmm. really he doesn't care about yeah, her yeah. at all um and that's that's the real nugget at the heart of mm-hmm. of the character at least as built in the movie cuz a lot of this, this is the thing, is Sally in particular, a lot of her specifics are different in the movie than they are in the show.
0: Yeah, I know in the uh, in the stage show, the, the nationalities are reversed. Usually yeah. it's Sally that's British and, uh, yep. and, and Brian or whoever right. his name is. In the, is American, in America. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but in actual fact, Christopher Isherwood was British. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the real Sally Bowles. Was, I think she might have been. British I think
1: like, she was. Yeah. I think she was British. Yeah, because I read about uh, the girl that the character was like sort of based on yeah. and how. Uh, how she got mad because mm-hmm. people thought that this was like her, and yeah. it was very much not her. Yeah, she was like an anarchist, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah, stuff.
0: it's funny. I remember reading that, like, uh, Isherwood, he like like went around like getting people's like permission, even though he changed all the names and and stuff like that. He still wanted to like make sure it was okay with all of right. his friends that he wrote about them. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the real Sally is not all that much like this. She was just sort right. of an inspiration for the character.
1: Yeah, but. she was apparently a lady who did sing in a club and had wild romantic entanglements and that's mm-hmm. about as deep as the similarity went. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, she was like a political activist and stuff. I said an anarchist. I don't think that's, yeah, that I, don't was, I don't think that that's was me. true. But, but yeah, she was like an activist and mm-hmm. stuff. And and
0: uh, the original stories, I, you know, I haven't read them, but uh, I don't know if it's like a book of short stories or if it's like, like almost more like novellas or something like that, but they're usually all connect, collected, yeah, in, uh, in this one in. volume and uh, you know like the uh, the name of the previous film that this uh, was made out of these stories I Am a Camera I think it comes from a line in the book and uh, the, the main character just sort of like is telling all of these stories around him where he isn't really involved directly in anything right. like there's no romance between him and Sally in the book for one thing because uh, Chris Sherwood is gay, is gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah uh, but like for a mu- for the musical, and then like sort of even more for the movie, they had to construct a narrative from these like disparate uh, elements. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they like uh, invented this romance for the movie. Right. No, it's in the no, musical. It's in, oh as well. yeah, that's yeah. right. Because mm-hmm. in the musical, there's there's no reference to his uh, homosexuality exactly. at all. And it, uh, as a sort of weird compromise in the movie, they make him buy right. And I
1: th- and I think he's also buy in the Broadway revival. Okay, because he does also hook up with Sally, but there is like you know there's a scene of him like making out with one of the Kit Kat boys okay. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a quick thing. It's because yeah. it's not actually uh, his sexuality is not relevant to the plot in the musical mm-hmm. in the same way.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, It's an interesting thing where um, I think the producers of the film wanted to uh, be more true to the source material and have uh, Brian be gay but they just couldn't get away with it with like standards at the time right uh like it would get like an automatic x or something in america mm-hmm. uh so they sort of compromised and made his character bi. but i think that's like more interesting and more daring and i you do know, too i guess it's, yeah. it's weird <laughs> like, i
1: think it also makes the plot more interesting mm-hmm. because like um well because you know sally and and uh brian uh, they they flirt and they're gonna get together and then mm-hmm. he's like no I'm gay and she's like oh I'll stop flirting with you mm-hmm. but like he's not actually gay mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then they both meet Max who's like mm-hmm. uh, well
0: they, well before that they do have like a love affair right they do get they, no they do yeah.
1: yeah but and then they
0: and then Sally has like a chance meeting with Max, with Max who's, who's uh, rich. an eccentric millionaire yeah
1: right exactly <laughs> yep and uh, and they like both get involved with him but like mm-hmm. the way. That the movie plays it almost is like uh like sally is kind of throwing brian off for max because mm-hmm. she because she thinks he's gonna get her into movies because he's famous or like even if yeah. he doesn't she'll still be able to travel the world in style and mm-hmm. have a good time which is all she really wants is yeah. to have a good time um and and brian and like,
0: is all jealous right. but then they sort of you don't even see it in the movie and uh like unfortunately but it's but they do develop this sort of uh, uh, parallel affair. Yep.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's what I think is interesting is because like you don't see their affair in the movie which I'm sure is just because of like, you know, standards and practices mm-hmm. or whatever at the time. But Which is he, not
0: which is not a thing in movies. Standards no, and practices you know is the I, TV. No, uh, I know. Department. But you know. know what I mean. No, I know. I said the same sort of thing. Um,
1: but like but he tells Sally about it after max is fucked off to mm-hmm. africa or wherever it is that he went um that uh he tells sally that he was also sleeping with max yeah and like it's just funny because like when you go through it and you watch the movie knowing this you're like oh yeah they have this tension too or whatever but if you watch the movie not knowing this it it kind of comes out of nowhere because it seems like he was just jealous that, that Sally was macking on this dude. Well, there
0: is the one great moment where they all are at Max's big mansion and they're just like hanging around, getting super drunk off of champagne yep. and dancing to records. And then they all just that at one point, they all are dancing Dance together. together. Yep. And and there's a great close up of just the three of their heads as they're like turning around and it seems like they're all just going you know, to start making out right. but then they don't. Yeah. Uh, so it it doesn't come out of nowhere. No,
1: no, that's no, that's true.
0: But I think it's interesting because like, uh, uh, bi characters are far less common in uh, media. I agree. And I think it's interesting that uh, that was the compromise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was to to make the character like a statistically even less likely sexuality. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that some you kn- people
0: find even more uh, uh, uncomfortable, right? Uh, Uncomforting.
1: Yeah, but then you know, it's that there's uh, not to to bring it all to internalized biphobia, but it's like the the way of them all looking at them, going, "Well, they're almost straight." Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yep. Cool. Thanks. Um, yeah. So. I, have, I don't know where to go from here. But so then there's also, you know, all this is new. Oh, yeah, we were describing the plot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I will say that, you know, we got on this tangent about uh, Brian and uh, Sally and Max. Because I think it's interesting that this is a thing that was in the movie and not in any other version of this. Right, when but like, it
1: takes up the whole middle of the Well, movie. I was
0: going to say that, like, without this, like, why would I be watching this movie there's no story in this movie other than that
1: yeah it's true
0: (laughs) and like uh i've definitely watched plenty of movies that are like like little vignettes between lots of different characters but there's not enough characters in here right otherwise
1: yeah yeah most of them are missing
0: <clears throat> so yeah so if there's no love triangle between uh, brian and sally and max then what's the uh, plot yeah, of the movie yeah. yeah then you have just have uh this other german guy trying to woo this uh department store magnate uh, yep. his daughter yeah um that's about it that's uh, any, uh that's that's everything true. that happens and then there's like just eight songs also, by the master of ceremonies
1: yeah and also nazis are there yes yeah uh because that's the thing is like you know all of this is supposed to be happening uh you know while uh the nazis are coming to power yeah and... very
0: early days like this right. is uh uh this is something that i had to you know look up to be make more clear uh, is that this is even before like Hitler was in the picture at all? Oh, okay. You know, the, uh, I think uh, I think in the timeline, if there is like a specific one, like Hitler is elected like leader of the Nazi Party just like a couple months or something after this movie ends. Okay. Oh
1: um, mm-hmm. yeah, but they're still uh, still uh, coming up and making things shitty for everybody.
0: Yeah, and most of the movie. They're just sort of this background force that becomes like more and more uh, foreground as the movie goes on. Right. The beginning, they're just sort—they just seem sort of like thugs. They just seem like a you know, gang of like skinheads basically. Yep. Um, beating people up, and then they just gradually start taking up more and more of the screen real estate.
1: Yep. And to the point then, where that's the the last scene in the movie is Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, is the master of ceremonies, is, you know, sings everybody out, and then it pans like to the side to like the mirror, but the mirror is mm-hmm. reflect- reflecting the crowd. And then at yeah. the beginning of the movie, they were trying to kick out the one Nazi that mm-hmm. was in the club, and yeah. and then they all came back and beat up the you know the owner or the, or whoever it was that did it. Um, and then when they pan to this uh, this mirror, it's all just just a ton of Nazis in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Making, yeah, uh, because that's that's kind of what the movie is about. About about us aside from the actual human plot uh, between characters is about how uh, how you know like these characters just were living their lives and like about hedonism and stuff like that and and their personal dramas and they're like oh well you know uh, you can't take these guys seriously because they're they're nut jobs but mm-hmm. then they they become more and more prominent and more and more accepted. Yeah. And who boy, <laughs> topical. Yeah. <laughs> Everything old is new again. The end of the 90s revival uh, is even bleaker. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, you know, uh Well, first of all, just the overall tone of the '90s revival is bleaker. I was like, I remember saying at one point that it was the show that I'd seen the most times and enjoyed the least. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but like to the point where like the song cabaret is depressing in in that revival. Okay. You know, whereas in the movie, it comes across as like sally is like defiantly being like fuck you guys i'm gonna live my life you know and it is that she's a bit delusional about it but um that that comes across in both versions but uh but like in in the stage show it seems like she she might just roll off stage and like just overdose and die immediately (laughs) because that's like the way her life is going Mm -hmm. um but yeah but like but the mc shows up to you know to outro everybody uh he turns to uh to like you know uh to signal the band and like half the band is missing and the and the the music is all playing all uh helter skelter and then uh and then he you know sings the end of the song uh sadly and then Mm. uh is wearing a concentration camp uniform with with (laughs) with a pink triangle on it and they roll the drums and flash the strobe lights like he's just been killed by, like, a firing squad. So, yep. Huh. Yeah. It was a, it was a real uh, fun show, Cabaret.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. hmm
0: All I ever knew about the revival of Cabaret, and really, uh, subsequently, about Cabaret in general... Was just I would see all the ads where everybody was like painted white and just wearing like garter belts and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's about it's about right. Yeah, yeah. The 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 <clears throat> the nineties cabaret aesthetic is trashy, mm-hmm. but like not not trashy, more like seedy. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was the one. Uh, didn't Sam Mendes do uh, mm-hmm. the New Cabaret?
1: Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's what basically got him his his blank check, for lack of a better term, into movies. Yeah, essentially.
0: I was I think it's interesting. I feel like there is a stereotype, and I think it's a it's a wrong one that like theater directors who transition in like making films make tend to make very stagey or uninteresting looking films. But you have people like Bob Fosse and Sam Mendes and Mike Nichols who like have made such a visual mark in their films i think it's interesting mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it, it can go both ways there are certainly you know there are certainly theater directors that go into film and uh and seem to be unaware of why film is different yeah from, like from the stage yeah
0: like uh, pretty much anybody who's ever uh, directed a neil simon play into a <laughs> film uh which I think there's only like four. There's one guy I forget who uh, who was who just directed like all of them, like Gene Sachs or Jerry Paris or one of these guys. Okay, I don't know. but yeah,
1: so Cabaret is a real downer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, the the movie is not as much, even though it has the same themes.
0: N- yeah, it's it's a sort of like dour film without being depressing. Right. Like, uh, you never get the sense, or you don't really get the sense, like, like, like Brian and Sally seem like they'll be fine living yeah, their own lives exactly. elsewhere.
1: Yep. <coughs> uh, yeah.
0: I don't know what's gonna happen to the master ceremonies, but he also he's like, uh, but he's, he's, a,
1: he's like not really a character. Yeah, he's not really way. a person yeah. at all. Yeah. 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 He's basically like a Fandralicus dummy. Yeah. Like or, it's wild.
0: Yeah. Or or just like uh, like an like an imp. Uh, yeah. Just right. Like, he's like.
1: Like pop. Like ethereal spirit. Right. Um Yeah. But like in the I think it's really interesting the way that the whole like abortion plot basically plays out in the movie as compared Mm -hmm. to in the show. Oh yeah. So I don't I
0: don't know how that works in the show.
1: Uh in the show, like, um, you know, uh, Cliff and Sally seem like, oh well they're really gonna make this work and uh and then Sally is like no and she goes, and she, again, like, has a fur coat, and she goes, and she sells it to go off and get this abortion by herself, and she doesn't tell uh, Cliff. Uh, but, yeah, she comes back, uh, like, drunk from it, and, I don't know, makes some flippant remark to to him, and she, and he slaps her, mm-hmm. and and she gets real mad, and she's like, oh, like, I really wanted to live my life, when, you know, and as a professor's wife, and this and that, and blah, 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 and... I don't remember if he says something mean to her about how she's never going to be a movie star. I don't remember. Probably, Probably he does. But yeah. So like, um, and I don't know. And then it's like basically, and then she, you know, he goes and he leaves uh, and says something real. Um, I'm trying to remember it. Uh, but he, he says some real portentous shit. And his last lines in the in the play, it's like a, it's supposed to be like the narration. That's the beginning of his book that he's writing, okay. but um, uh, I don't I don't. But I can't remember it. I had it memorized for the longest time because I'd seen the show so many times, uh, but I can't remember it now. It's something like there was a cabaret and there was a master of ceremonies. Uh, everybody was dancing and it was the end of the world or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's something like that. But but yeah, but it very much is like he rolls out of the play like uh you know, securing his morals and he's gonna leave all these people to to their demise in, you know, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Sally comes out uh a hot mess and sinks cabaret. Um okay. but and all of this too. This is all this one interpretation, so it's possible that none of this plays the same way in any other production of the show. Mm-hmm. But but this is the one thing I had to compare it to, and I had seen it a bunch of times before I saw the movie the first time, and I remember being unimpressed by the movie, being like, what's this? Because I was, you know, like 17, and so of course I was a tiny edgelord. Um, <laughs> I was like, these people are just, they just decided that they're they're gonna be friends now, and they're they're going to part ways happily and just live their lives. Like, what is this? Why isn't anybody sad? Be sad. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So, yeah, but it's, I, 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 that's one of the things I like about the movie now is like, you know, as they, uh, like he doesn't feel like betrayed that this has happened to him, you know, in the movie. And he's just like, yeah, okay. This was, you're right. This was a bad idea. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Are you, are you, are you okay? She's like, super. (laughs) And yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen to them, but it seems like, you know, if they both live through the war, they'll be fine. They might, they might be friends again, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: You never know. Yeah, I feel like the movie it tries very hard to stay away from like melodrama and like soap opera things right. and yep. that sort of thing. It's it, it tries to be a very realistic version of of this story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like there's a part um where um I don't remember what Sally says something, you know, at the beginning when they are first meeting. She's like, Oh, does that shock you? Um and i feel like the movie is always doing stuff like this but just being like yep haha it's funny that she thinks this is shocking this is just their lives mm-hmm. whereas i feel like uh weirdly even because it was so much later that 90s one was like does this shock you <laughs> be shocked <laughs> like i don't know weird mm-hmm. weird flex yeah
0: um i feel like we've talked a lot today about the way, uh, not just the mu- not just the stage musical Cabaret, but the way that the two of them are different and similar. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the movie. I like, know. how know how how do you feel about this movie as a movie? Can you even separate? it I, That's from... I
1: think part of the problem is because I had seen the show so many times before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. They are just linked in my mind. Okay, you know, uh, I think that other than, like, little details and stuff, I think I like the movie more than I like the show. I, fe- I feel more fond of it. And mm-hmm. that's surprising to me because, you know, for years and years I was just like, oh, it's not as good, though, as the show was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so of its time. And, like, I don't know what I thought. The 70s, I guess? Yeah. You know, but yeah. I don't know. But I do, I like it. I like it more. And it's, I think, because of things like... It doesn't feel like it's judging all of its characters, you know, yeah, uh, other than think other I think the only value judgment that the movie cabaret makes is, hey, maybe you guys should be more concerned about these Nazis <laughs> like,
0: it does it does seem very uh anti Nazi yes. which is which is good. It's, it is good you know, it's refreshing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um,
1: and i I think it does get across that you know that uh, Sally is... She's a flippity gibbet. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it does get across... It's interesting, too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut myself <laughs> off. But one of the things is, you know, in the movie, you know, Sally wants to be... A movie star she wants to be a, a singer actor she wants to be in like big musicals and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem insane in the movie because she's played by liza minnelli
0: yeah and
1: so she can sing her ass off whereas you know uh in the show she tends to be cast by people who are not singers first and foremost. Okay. you know so that's uh so that it seems sillier that this is her one dream that she's pursuing. Yeah, uh, she's going to be a famous singer and this and that. Um, so, I, I, and I, I actually wonder if they're trying to make a comment that, like, they're like, "Oh, she'll never be a movie star because she has a face like a chipmunk." Like, I don't, I don't know. think so. No, okay, no. because I think she's great.
0: Yeah, Liza's great.
1: Yeah, Liza rules in this movie. She's very good. Yeah.
0: I uh, I, I feel like, I don't know if I've been talking down on this movie, but uh, I, I like this movie a lot, but I do, it was absolutely not at all what I was expecting. Okay. Uh, based purely on my memories, my hazy memories of like commercials for the revival of Cabaret. <laughs> right. And like just uh, having the show described... Uh, to you or like even the movie described to me like it, you know someone says like oh it's a movie about like a bunch of people who hang out at this uh, this weird uh, cabaret in Germany in, in, in like not early Nazi Germany I'm picturing a very different movie in my head <laughs> uh, like that mixed with uh, the like the aesthetics of the revival I, it's it's and like directed by Bob Fosse I'm, I'm just like picturing this Absolutely bizarre movie in my head, and it really isn't that. It's a pretty no. conventional film, mm-hmm. um, and I think I was I most of the time I was wrestling with my own expectations. But like taken as a whole, it's it's very entertaining. I like the the whole like mood of the the movie, the like the the visual aspects of it, um, just like the, the, the just the tone of it i really enjoy it's it's realistic but uh, but sort of grimy mm-hmm. um and and there's uh, like no crazy like visual flourishes but you're always like right there with the characters there's a lot of like close-ups yeah. and uh, there's wh- a lot
1: of real close close-ups yeah. in this movie yeah from what i remember
0: yeah i just and i also just remember like the very first shot of the movie like it's um uh, it just starts in like the like the weird warped glass, and it's like mm-hmm. frozen on that for a while, and then it like s- uh, starts to zoom out, and then you see just the master of ceremonies like pop in, and <laughs> yeah. and you're like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I wanted the movie to be uh, a bit stranger, mm-hmm. but like it is a bit hampered by its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just just now, I was wondering like, how would Terry Gilliam make this movie? <laughs> And it might not think, be. and might not I, be better. Yeah, but, I was gonna
1: say I don't know that he would be interested. Yeah, I don't think they, he would really yeah, care about the they, music
0: or anything. Well,
1: not even that, but uh, in that the movie is ultimately about human drama. Uh, <laughs> and I, he I,
0: doesn't understand human. He humanity, doesn't understand
1: humans uh, so. ex-
0: except uh, ultimately as uh, as tools of evil.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah he would get a real handle on the dystopian part. Yeah, uh, and that would be it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, but I also think I wanted a little bit more of uh, the the human drama. Like, as, mm. I, like I feel like as it is right now, it's sort of like dipping its toes into like many different waters, and I feel like it. I wanted it to like stick with something, right? You know, it's it's a musical but it's like not a musical musical right Uh, but it still is because there's like 10 songs in there
1: (laughs) every time you say it you add more songs i don't know
0: i think i said eight most of the time (laughs) i was just looking at the list and it seems like it might be 10 songs i don't know
1: that's fair
0: but uh i mean i don't i don't necessarily want there to be more or less songs uh i don't even know what i want from it i just i feel like it's it's a lot of things that work pretty well and not like one thing that works very well yeah you know
1: okay i think that's fair yeah yeah
0: but i i enjoyed it it's a, a it's a very well-made movie um this is the second bob Fosse movie i've seen after we watched all that jazz like earlier uh, like last year right and that's insane. Yeah, that's that, amazing. Great. yeah. that that um, movie is wild. Yeah.
1: This movie is not wild. Yeah,
0: like, and I think I think especially like after seeing all that jazz, I was like more pumped for seeing Cabaret and right. like this movie's gonna be insane. Yeah. And it's not really insane. No. But you can tell it's a Bob Fosse movie, you know. Right.
1: uh, I wonder if that was part of it. I remember because you know I had seen it uh when I was younger and didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um and So, but when we were going to be watching it again, I was so excited. And I think it was because of all that jazz. Yeah. I think I was like, oh, I was just too young and dumb to (laughs) appreciate Cabaret. Now I'm hype. I'm going to be into it. And like, it's still... It's still not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. I do like it a lot. I think it's a good movie, but I it, yeah, it still mm-hmm. wasn't what I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah. I can see why it won so many Oscars. This won uh did we say 8? I think it was 8.
1: <laughs> you're very you're very into the number 8 though, so we should double check it.
0: There it won 8 Academy Awards. There are 12 tracks on the original soundtrack of Cabaret, but uh at least one of these is an. Instrumental. I was gonna say,
1: yeah. I'm. I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm trying to count how many songs are in the movie. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight songs in the movie, not counting the the outro. Okay. Which is barely a song.
0: Yeah. yeah. So eight songs, eight Oscars. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you go. So there you go. Uh,
0: one song per Oscar. Um, and uh, one more thing uh, before we wrap up about the music. Like I. I'm not a musical guy, and most of it is because like I don't tend to like the style of music that most musicals are uh uh and it's pretty much the same in this one as well uh. unfortunately theres i mean there's there's a couple of catchy tunes yeah, I don't
1: think it's musically music in the same way
0: no, it's yeah, it's definitely not like a big band style, but they're all like based in this sort of like light jazz. I get, yeah, uh, like, I can see that. Yeah, um, but this does feel like it's a bit more inspired by like uh, like German musical stuff, like like Brecht. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in the style of music, I don't even know uh, dramatically what Brecht does. I know, <laughs> I know, I know he's a, a weirdo.
1: Yeah, I know that you're so. supposed to never forget that you're watching a play
0: sounds great i never i I like movies that are like hey this is a movie all the time (laughs) so um but uh do you like the songs in this movie i do like the songs okay yeah
1: yeah um they they get stuck in my head a lot uh
0: Um, only one has uh been stuck in my head at all uh is it two ladies yeah it's two ladies yeah two
1: ladies is i think the catchiest one and i think it's because of the yeah Yep. But, um, my favorite one is the first one, which I had forgotten was not the first one in the stage musical, but the first one that she sings, Mine Hair, uh, which rules, the song rules, uh, they had, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the ones they wrote for the movie. Okay. Uh, she does sing it in the revival, but it's her second song, Mm -hmm. uh, when she, uh, gets fired or something like that. That's the song that she sings, uh before she leaves the club which this doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, I didn't. But um yeah, and it doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure she just gets her job back anyway. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she sings a real silly song as her first uh cabaret number in the uh in the musical. It's a real cheeky like uh, it's called Don't Tell Mama. Okay. Um which you know what the the cabaret bar is named after. <laughs> oh, um okay. yeah. And uh yeah, and it's just like it's you know just about like don't tell mama what she does for a living. Basically, it's one of the, those kinds of mm-hmm. songs. Um, but yeah, but it's like, but mine hair rules, and it's about how you can't tie her down and like into, and that's winds up being her through line in the movie anyway. And so, it, it, I found it much more effective to be the way that you meet Sally Bowles is that she's singing this song about how like she doesn't need one man, because she's just going to go find another one, as she conquers the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. And I think it's great. That okay. one's my favorite. Okay. Um, there is also another... There's a sad song in the movie. Uh, I Well, in the show that I like a lot, but I can genuinely never remember if it's even in the movie. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the music. Count. But I
1: also... I've heard it since I was, you know, seventeen yeah. or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. so it's already just in my brain. Yeah,
0: I just uh, I just don't I don't I don't get it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't get musical music. That's fine. Uh, give me give me some electric guitars. That's what <laughs> I, I mean do. that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we gotta make a, a vaporwave musical. I think. That oh, that would be
0: that would be yep. rad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this movie. Uh, Uh, won eight academy awards it was nominated for 10 okay Uh, so
1: it missed best picture
0: yeah and best adapted screenplay which both went to the godfather okay um see it won best sound best art direction movie does look very uh very nice uh best original song score or adaptation score Okay. Uh, I think those used to be two separate categories and then they combined them, which allowed it to, which allowed Cabaret to win because this is very much an adaptation of right. existing uh, music. Best film editing and best cinematography. Uh, by uh, uh, Jeffrey Onsworth, the cin- a cinematographer who is one of those guys who like worked his way up in like the British film industry and like all of the all of these guys who like came up in the 40s and 50s are just like masters cinematographers who worked on amazing movies in the 70s but if you like go through their whole filmography like all the 40s and 50s stuff they were working on like you know uh uh doctor comedies and like uh <laughs> and like carry on films and all stuff but I, he shot uh 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Uh, and, like, I think that was which the movie... Which you
1: know I don't love, but that's a movie that oh, it looks, looks great. Yeah, it looks that's beautiful. That's my favorite thing about and,
0: it. And, like, that's the movie that really, like, catapulted him to, like, another uh, level of, uh, of work. Uh, this movie also won a Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Joel Grey, which... I like Joel Grey in this movie, but I think that's really weird. That's, I, that's really weird to me.
1: I agree with that strongly. Especially uh, having he watched it again. He he feels like he's barely in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he sings all those songs, but he also, he does not have a line. <laughs> I uh, don't think he does. No. Yeah. and so It's weird, like, it's it's, it's, uh, it's uh, making me like rethink like what a performance means like in a movie I expect you to have like lines and like
1: I mean he have does, emotions and things he does act things without lines yeah though, he's a too. character
0: like, and he's yeah. trying to, but it's I don't know it's just it's just weird
1: like I'm pretty sure and unless I'm remembering this incorrectly I feel like at one point backstage he like has a conversation with Sally uh no. but it's but he doesn't actually say anything. Mm-hmm like she says something to him and he like kind of like gives her a look i remember he sticks
0: his tongue out at her at one moment yeah Uh, yeah.
1: i don't know yeah that might be what i'm thinking of Mm -hmm. i don't know so
0: but yeah that's about it and uh i didn't know you could win an oscar for
1: that (laughs) it
0: just never even occurred to me it's it's interesting I do think I do, we were talking I, about this the other day. Uh, the say. other nominees, there, there were three nominees from The Godfather. Oh, right. in that and, category. Yeah, we think they canceled each other. Yeah, out a little uh, bit. Robert Duvall, James Caan, and Al Pacino. I think mm-hmm. we're all up for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, it's it's insane. And so yeah, they they all canceled out each other, and, and Joel Gray won, which good for him. Mm. Yeah,
1: and I I do uh, I did misspeak. He does have lines. It's just that they're all on stage.
0: Like yeah, in, he's yeah. They're, but they're friend. like in a song, like he Mom, like speaks during a song,
1: during a number, not necessarily like the song. Like maybe, he introduces maybe. the whole setting. That's true. You know, uh, all that stuff. You know, talks about I don't know what they're doing I don't, like all this stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, most of his lines are. Uh, they are all during the musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even yeah. if they're not uh, part of the song itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um Liza Minnelli won best actress good for uh her. Yeah. yeah she's very good. I feel sometimes like when she has to get like really emotional it like doesn't quite uh work mm-hmm. but she's very good she's great she's and she certainly sings those songs she yeah. sings the hell out of those songs
1: yeah and like that's the thing too is she sings those songs so hard but like you know how sometimes people sing songs really hard but they don't act them mm-hmm um. I feel like that's one of the reasons that it works in this movie that Sally is a more optimistic character is because she sells that part of it. Like, she's acting it, but it's that part. I feel like if they had taken a different take on the character altogether, I don't know if she would have been able to, like, you know, sing cabaret like she was having a nervous breakdown. You know, I don't know if she would have been able to do that direction, necessarily. But we don't know, because they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob Fosse won Best Director uh, at the Oscars for only his second film, which okay. is uh, which is pretty great. Beat up Francis Ford Coppola, although they were both pretty much like unknown uh, people at that point. Okay, I think Coppola had made more movies, but no one really uh, cared about any of them <laughs> besides The Godfather. Um, and it's it's a it's a well directed movie. You could tell, like he just has such a a style. You can tell how like how precise he was about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by all accounts he you know he was very precise about like people's movements. Like even in the non dancing scenes, you know he'd be like you know turn five degrees this way, lift your arm up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it all it, it works. You can tell he's fascinated by like just the human body.
1: Yeah. I think that's, yeah. There's a
0: lot of, like, you know, faces in profile and just, yep. like, watching people, like, like act with their faces and uh, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, yeah, it was very good. Uh, as we said, yeah, Lost Out to the Godfather and Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I feel like that's fair. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about the Best we'll Picture about, when yeah. we get there. But I do think but that uh, from everything the I screenplay know, of this movie, it's, like, it's fine
1: it's fine um and from everything i know you know of the book the godfather uh i'm i'm sure that the the screenplay is much better than the book is Wow. you know it certainly seems like they uh distilled all the interesting parts Mm -hmm. but then again maybe not i don't know it's a long Mm -hmm. book very long book not really no isn't it like 500 pages long
0: no, I think it's even less than that. I don't know. Yeah, oh. it's, it's a real just like it's it's real like uh, like airport uh, like like gritty, gross uh, oh, uh, okay. paperback People type have thing. Been
1: lying to me about the Godfather.
0: I mean, <laughs> as far as I you know, I started to read it and then I lost my copy of the book and I. Uh, and you were
1: like, "I'm fine with
0: this." Yeah, well, I bought a copy later, but I never, I never re- I never tried to read it again.
1: Okay. Anyway, do we have anything else to say about Cabaret? I got you that time. Yeah, <laughs> Dead.
0: Um No, okay. it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely it's a good nominee for best picture.
1: Yep. So the one thing that I did want to say about Fritz and Who
0: mm-hmm.
1: we mentioned just in passing. They just have a B plot. Um, he's like uh, Brian's friend who is taking German uh, um, English lessons mm-hmm. from him and uh, natalia also is taking english lessons but she is a an heiress to yeah. to a grocer and stuff like that but she's jewish and and he's not oh no mm-hmm. and so she won't date him but uh turns out he secretly is jewish <laughs> and like didn't tell anybody so so that he could like succeed in life but he yeah. doesn't like have a Job? I don't know. No, he's like an import exporter or something. Yeah, something, right? something like that. vague.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, like it's. It, I I thought that was going to uh, amount to more because, like, the way he talks about his business early on, it sounds like he's like he does up to, crime. Sh- yeah, he's yeah. up to some shady business, but yep. like, not really. Yeah, it know. never
1: comes back. Yeah, so yeah, but that's the whole thing with the both of them is like they they give like a good amount of time to their plot line and then like finally, you know uh fritz tells her that he's jewish and so they get married and then they disappear from the movie entirely yeah you
0: see their wedding and then that's that's it that's it it. you never see
1: them again you never hear about them again i
0: mean that is towards the end of the movie it's
1: it is but not like as close to the end of the movie as i thought it would be like Mm -hmm. i thought i would find out what became of them do they flee are they stuck like what's happening she mm-hmm. has money, I feel like they should be able to leave, but like maybe they don't think that they and you know, like none of this ever comes up. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's what I had to say about them is that um it's I, I don't understand the point of it other than just like Yeah, you know, I wanted It, their, like, it gives if, this other perspective, I guess, but yeah. then doesn't go anywhere yeah
0: like this is uh, one of the things that I guess I wanted more like it seems like there's like you know two parallel relationships you know mm-hmm. but they, but one is far less developed than the other right and if it's if this was like if this is like an ensemble thing where there's multiple storylines there should be uh, more characters more storyline yeah uh, as it is it's a story about uh Brian and uh, and Sally, uh, and then for some reason there's other people in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, well, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you're all still there <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, we're our gonna, uh, extended hiatus. I
1: know. We're going to put up our schedule on Twitter and try to, yeah, try to stick gonna, to it a yeah, little bit Yeah, I think we'll sk-
0: stick to it from now on. I yeah. think we'll, we'll have some, mm-hmm. some time. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see... It might be tough for us to uh, record episodes in the uh, in the awful heat That's of true. the summertime.
1: Yeah, that is a problem that we ran into Cause, already. Because,
0: uh, you know, to record an episode in, in your house, you got to turn off uh, the air conditioning, the fan, yep. anything that would Shut make noise windows. in the background. Yeah. And it can get pretty hot. I'm hot right now. Yeah, me too. It's, it's a pretty nice day out, uh, <laughs> right. and I'm really hot. Exactly, um, same. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how many episodes we get done this summer. Um, if not, uh, we'll see you in September. I don't know. Um, next yeah, right th- when we go on
1: vacation. Yeah, That'll right. be exactly the time.
0: Uh, but uh, next, oh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, follow us on Twitter yep. at, at NomineesPod. Nominee's pod. Um, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I except, guess. Like, I've used it like twice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe I'll post I'll post some pretty things from camera.
0: Yeah. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. If somebody leaves a review, I promise that uh, we'll put out episodes more, <laughs> more regularly.
1: <laughs> I, that's a bold statement because I have no idea if anybody has ever done it. I don't yeah. know how to find
0: No, I out. don't think they have. Uh, I think we would like you get like a digest of oh, uh, nice. like front like an email from Apple. I don't know okay. Um, but you can uh, email us at nomineespod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a review. Fa- uh, send us a tweet, something. Uh, like I can see how many people download the episodes, but like when nobody, when I get no feedback whatsoever, I'm like, oh, cool, nobody's listening. It doesn't matter if I release <laughs> <Yeah>. an episode <laughs> <laughs> this month.
1: Yep, I have so, gotten uh, in-person feedback from two people yeah. and uh, online feedback from three people, yeah. so that was nice. Uh, one, one only in the form of likes, but that's yeah, okay. that's fine. Uh, let us know you're out there. <laughs> still appreciate uh, you very much. Yeah.
0: And um, that's the whole outro, right? I said everything? I think so. Maybe well, we didn't shared. mention the
1: Patreon, but we don't have anything on it yet.
0: Yeah, that's still in flux. Yep. We'll it is it out. there. Uh, yeah. If
1: you want to sign up, we'll there... get a notification about it, and then we'll actually be forced to put content on it. Yeah, the so... tantalizing <laughs>
0: promise of bonus content awaits. Yep. Um, next week, or well, the next episode, which is should be in two weeks. In two weeks. Uh, is deliverance? Yeah, that's gonna be wild. I think.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm not. It's the one I'm not hype about. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening. Yeah, we I, did I, all. We, we did, did that all that. Week. Yeah. All right. Okay. I feel like we came up with a sign off a couple of weeks ago and then probably forgot it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, later.
1: So, later.